Welcome. This is Karen Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. I'm so delighted to be in spring. This is a season of life where new things are blooming. And I hope that with all that's going on in your life, that you can have that experience as well. And remember, one of the things that I go back to over and over again is that I live an amazing life and there are shit shows everywhere. This isn't to say, oh, Corinne, Corinne does this, so you must. This is about having the perspective of here's what is possible for one person and then what ideas underneath it that can inspire you for the possibilities of your life. So when I share these stories about myself or about my clients or about other people, It's not about a protocol of, oh, they did this, so you must do this. Because here's the thing, my friend, only you knows you, right? And you know your unique circumstances and situations, and then how do you go about creating it? So, so often we want to follow what somebody else does because we think that may be the right way or that's the perfect path. But we need to look at inside of ourselves and what is possible for ourselves and what can be inspirational as well to help us think about and help us maybe give a framework or a lens to see the world through. So that's what this show is here about. So I want to share my day today because it was an interesting day. I'm recording this on a Sunday, which I never, never do, but I felt pretty inspired too. And it also helps me in twofold because it helps me get you the show, get the show done for you. And it's going to be some time before the show drops. So I'm not going to really do any spoiler alerts. But, you know, I had plans. It's a Sunday and I like to keep my Sundays pretty open. And there's this tension in my life of connecting with others as well as having space for myself. And it's something that I've really struggled with over the last year of where is, and I want to say, where is that right mixture? And there's my clients will laugh as they hear me say this, because often they'll say, Corinne, is this right? Is this not? And I'm often saying, there's no right way. What works for you? And here I have that tension. So those mic list clients listening are going to be laughing with me because here I'm showing up. But there's been this tension over probably the last year of like, is this the right way I want to be spending my time? And noticing that kind of hold on me and that grip on me. And it's that insidious nature of perfection. Like there's a certain formula and I must follow it. And so I've traveled a lot in 2023 and even in fall of 2022. And so I didn't have many Sundays that were unscheduled or that weren't travel days. And I've been pretty protective of them, of being able to take care of me or being able just to have unstructured time. My weeks are really scheduled, which I I delight in. It's really, really helpful. And I also need that unscheduled time. And so earlier in the week, a friend of mine and I had scheduled some time together for Sunday morning. We're going to go on a walk and she has young kids. I'm an empty nester. My husband's gone coaching in the morning and she has a full family and a full life, right? And Anyways, we were delayed getting out because there were some obstacles with her family and she was apologetic. And I'm like, 
I'm an empty nester. My husband's gone. It's not a problem. During the week, my days are really, really scheduled, right? I have my clients, I have meetings, I have different things on my schedule, and it is boom, boom, boom. And I used to judge myself about that, thinking like, okay, you can do that. Why can't you keep that schedule going? And as I've been reflecting and thinking about it over the last few weeks, I realized that, you know, one is I can perform at a really, really high level. And because I need downtime and a lot of unstructured time on the weekends, it doesn't mean that I'm not a high performer. I still am a high performer, even though I'm not an athlete. I'm a high performer because, man, my productivity and what I get done is really, really high in the level that I expect of myself and my commitment to my clients. I perform at a high level. And in order to do that, I need to have downtime. And this makes sense to me in the world of athletics. We will ask high performers to train really, really hard with a lot of focus and a lot of attention. And then they need to have downtime for the invisible training, which is the sleeping, the nutrition, the not thinking, the not focusing, right? Having that downtime is so, so important in that recovery so that they can perform and get their bodies to perform at peak levels. I don't rely on my body as much, but I sure rely on my brain to do the work that I do. And so I've been reflecting over the last few weeks of like, oh yes, this makes sense. I need downtime as well as connection with others where I'm not leading, where I'm not teaching, where I'm not coaching somebody, but where I get to be and we get to play and it's fun. So today is a great example of I had time to connect with a friend this morning and it got pushed back a bit not a problem. And it was actually delightful to be 45 minutes late. Now, my clients again will be laughing because there's no way they'll be 45 minutes late for the session because I'll be soon off to next session of coaching, right? Again, the different ebbs and flows. And also for me is I'm not needing to show up for something and to be able to make sure that I can help my brain be very focused and be ready to go, right? I'm going for a walk with my girlfriend. So we go, we have this amazing conversation, get some great insights. We're talking about things. She's so wise and lovely. And, you know, as we're going through the uncertainties of parenting, and again, I'm dealing with adult children. She's dealing with elementary school children. And there's so many similarities, right? Parenting is just hard, you all. That could be another show though. So I get home and then I look at my phone and I missed a text from a girlfriend of mine who has been going through a health situation and she reached out to me and wanted to know if I wanted to go have coffee. If you're a long-time listener, you're like, yes, Corinne wants to go have coffee and then go and look at the ducks at the Arboretum and go for a walk. And so I was so delighted. I called her to figure out where she was. We met up in town. We got coffee. It didn't matter that there was a long line. The line was out the door. I was like, wow. But it didn't matter. I got to catch up with my friend, right? I got to go on this walk. It was gorgeous. We got to see baby ducks. We got to talk about all sorts of things. And then I was able to come home and gosh, did I feel so good, like really filled up to be able to connect with these two friends of mine. And we're all in different stages of life and to be able to connect and to share the things that we think about our values, to be able to be with people who really see me and know me, who've 
stood by me in some of the really hardest times of my life. And hopefully I have or will stand by them in some of their hardest times. And it was such a lovely thing. And I came home and I was doing my favorite, (laughs) my foam rolling the melt method, which I've talked about because I was like, wow, I've been on my legs a lot and just going to foam roll. Watched a bit of Ted Lasso. You guys, I'm loving season three. Loving season three. I was laughing as I was watching. And I'm like, oh, between Ted Lasso and my mom, I've been getting a lot of life coaching this weekend. And I'll have to get my mom's permission before I can share any of that. But there's so much wisdom. And I see, and this goes back to life is a classroom. Your life can teach you so much. My invitation for you is to open up and to see through this compassionate lens, what are messages that you need to hear? What are messages that are here to support you? It could like really give you so much insight. So my husband came home and he wanted to watch the Warriors Kings game. And I haven't watched the series. And then it was so fun to watch my brain because you know, I live outside of Sacramento and the Kings fan have been just so delighted and excited. The excitement is real. It's 17 years since they've been in the playoffs. And I remember when the Kings were really good and the Kings fans have come out in full force. And it was so funny to watch my own brain. And this is my invitation for you is watch your own brain. Notice where me you do the same thing. It's in a different arena. It doesn't have to be the Kings and the Warriors, but where do you do this? You know, at first I was like, well, I'm not going to watch basketball. And then it was that, oh, well, what am I going to do? And part of me is like, oh, well, here's what I could do. Go clean my office. Eh." You know, it's like, and then there was some packages I need to open. Eh." And I was like, well, what do I go do? And I was like, I could be really productive of my time. Just even the saying of that is like, yeah. I'm really productive during the week and I don't think I have the capacity today to be productive. And so I was like sitting there and I was watching the game. And in one of the things that I noticed is that the things I could see in basketball were so much better than back in the days when I used to watch the Bulls in the playoffs. And so I started watching the game. And then finally, I just relinquished and said, okay, I'm going to watch the game with my husband. And here's the thing, you guys, I'm a fake fan, right? Like, I only watch basketball or in years past, have over the years, over the decades, I've only watched during the playoffs. This may be the soonest, earliest that I've watched in the playoffs because I remember watching the Bulls probably like in June. Again, I don't know enough about the basketball season, but when Michael Jordan played and Dennis Rodman and Steve Kerr and I would watch the playoffs, especially in the run. So it's like, oh, once I'm an, I'm a late adopter. I'm not early. I'm not a fan, but I like to watch things at those moments. And there's a whole other story about that. But so today I'm watching and I had asked my husband, so, you know, everybody in the area is pretty supportive of the Kings. It's like, oh my gosh, the Kings. And so I started to notice, I was like, oh, I was, I wanted the Kings to win because that was what was in my social media feed. That was what my friends were talking about, right? It was the new thing. Plus, you know, oh, the Warriors again. And again, I don't even know their stats, but they were, they've been successful over the years. And so oftentimes when somebody has won a lot, we tend to turn against them, right? That's part of like just what we do in a culture. Like, and I remember this as a kid when the 49ers and Joe Montana and Dwight Clark and Jerry Rice and then Steve Young and Bill Walsh. And when they were great, it's like, oh, yes, yes. And then there was the takedown. We get tired of the winners and we want to take them down and we want somebody else. 
And I was kind of noticing myself going that way. I was just kind of like jumping on this bandwagon without having my own internal discernment. Now, here's the thing. Check in with your own life. Where does this may apply to you? Maybe it's not basketball, but notice, where do you maybe jump on the bandwagon? Because there has been so much information coming your way. You haven't thought through it. You haven't given it time and attention. And you just just decided like, sure, I'll go, right? Without having that discernment. This is what was happening with the Kings basketball team. I was like, oh, well, everybody else is really excited. I should, don't that judgment, be excited about this. So it was kind of fun to watch my brain this afternoon going, oh, you know, and then I forgot like, oh, Stephen Curry, like I've really liked the aspects of his story, right? There's that whole underdog, the guy who doesn't go to that big time school, wasn't one of the most, the chosen one. And that's something that I really go up against is this chosen one or somebody with God-given talent versus who do you become? in the process of whatever obstacles you may have to overcome, okay? And so it was really interesting just to watch the game and to enjoy it and talk with my husband about it, as well as watch my brain and take a look at it. And here's the other learning that I had about this is part of the reason about being a fake fan is that growing up, unlike my husband, who has given himself permission to be a sports fan, to watch sports, to allow it to fill up parts of his time, whether it's in the car or driving and allowing for it to come in different kinds of modalities. I had this almost Cinderella belief of like, oh, right now I'm working really, really hard to whatever goal and I don't have time for that, right? And one day, once I get all this stuff done, I will therefore have time and then I can do that. I can allow myself that time. Isn't that interesting? And does that show up in your own life? Right? I didn't allow because one day I thought, oh, I'll be a basketball fan. I like sports. But I didn't allow it until recently when I have really embraced Formula One. Right? That is my new thing. I love it. I'm learning about it. I'm total newbie. I really know nothing, but there's 10 teams, two drivers, 20 people. That's about my database, right? Like that's what I can track. And I was talking with a friend of ours. He's a former athlete of my husband's who's been in race car driving for since the early 2000s. And, and that's the industry he works in. And he's a race car engineer. And so it was so fun because I saw him yesterday and I said, okay, here's the deal. Like Pete and I have a really big ass. We want to watch this with you because we're such newbies and stuff is happening. We don't understand. We're like, why did that happen? Will you be willing to watch with us? Sometimes when people are so good at what they do, they may not want a newbie. They may be like, oh, seriously, can't you see this? But he said he would. So I'm really excited to do that. And I give myself the space now. And this is only 2023. We can say this is Karen's way of like stepping into being 50, right? Of allowing myself to be able to watch a race for a couple of hours, allowing myself to watch the qualifying rounds, allowing myself to watch the practice rounds, right? And allowing myself, even as I was getting ready yesterday before we left, allowing myself to watch as well as listen to the sprint qualifying rounds of Formula One and not having to watch every moment, right? There's that bit of perfection that keeps sneaking up and showing up in my life right? Allowing that. I love sports in the sense that 
for me, it's about an arena of it teaches us of who we are when the pressure is on. And really, it's pressure that we create because we've created significance and importance. And I'm going to talk about this at another time. So in that aspect, I love sports. And the other aspect of, you know, I could take and leave a lot of sports and even a lot of swimming. I'm not like the biggest avid fan unless there's some sort of a hook and some sort of a connection, right? So Formula One, I've been learning about the different drivers. I've been learning about the different teams. And thank you to Netflix and Drive to Survive and that storyline. That was the hook that brought me in. Now I'm a fan. I talk to you all about it. I'm looking forward to this fall to go to a race with one of my friends when one of my girlfriends were going to go. I get really excited about it, right? I like the story component of people and who they become in the process of doing difficult things and going after their dreams, as well as understanding that my husband and I, and some of it's just because of our own cultural programming, I'll leave it at that for today, of our abilities to spend time watching sports and learning about sports and the permission we give ourselves, right? So over the last, I don't know, few quadrennials every four years, and that's what we talk about in swimming, especially for the Olympics, I've given myself that permission to watch the Olympics. But so often I'd be like, no, I'm working really hard or I got to get this done or one day, right? It's that whole Cinderella, evil stepmother scenario of, okay, once I get all this done, I'll be able to do that versus making deliberate time. So today is my invitation for you to make time for you, create that space. And it doesn't have to be, you know, whole day. Like today for me, Sunday was outside of my eight o'clock in the morning walk that turned into 845 walk. That's all that I had on my calendar was eight o'clock in the morning to go walk with a friend and coming home. And there's some of that vulnerability. I've practiced the skill set of not having to do chores and, you know, doing a lot of stuff and creating that kind of white space, not knowing what I was going to do. That's been some of the years in the making. There was a time that, you know, on Sunday mornings, I'd go to the grocery store, be really efficient, have my list, get that done early in the morning, do this, do that, do this, right? So I've been practicing over time of like not doing my laundry on Sundays. Maybe it's Saturdays for you. Maybe it's a different day. It doesn't have to be one day of the week, right? It could be a morning and afternoon, but having that white space, it's also really uncomfortable because then in that white space, you're all by yourself. You're with you. And then what do you say to yourself? Is it, oh, woe is me. I don't have a life because I'm by myself. Or do you say, oh, what do I want from this one precious day? Or what do I want from this morning? Or what do I want? from this afternoon. Again, I hadn't planned on coming in here and recording today. I had some other stuff. I did have like some just shopping to do's to get done. And I got that done. But I one, this idea was rolling through my head about what I want to talk with you all about. And then two was, yes, I like I get so excited because I'm like, ooh, I get to be ahead. But I had the space and I have the brain space to be able to show up for you. And if you give yourself space in your life, how do you get to show up for you or for those that you're responsible for? That's what's really important. So as you look at your 
schedule. As you look at your week, I like to look as a week, Monday through Sunday. That's how I tend to do it. I know some people go Sunday to Saturday. I like to go Monday through Sunday. Is do you have space? You have blocks of time that aren't scheduled. And if you don't start there, where's a small block of time? Maybe it's for lunch. Maybe it's about having time for lunch. Maybe it's after work. Maybe for those of you, it's before work. Maybe it's Friday night. Not something that I've only learned how to develop over the last few years. Maybe it's Sunday. Maybe it's Saturday. But do you have blocks of time that aren't scheduled? Do you have blocks of times that you don't have an outcome that must be produced? Right? I didn't really know outside of wanting to connect with this friend over the weekend what else I had planned. And I thought it was just going to be a lot of downtime, right? To one, get me ready for this week. But it was such an easy yes when my second friend sent me a text and said, hey, do you want to meet up for coffee and go look at the ducks? I was like, yes, I want to go. And I came home and I was so filled up. And that's the other thing to do is not only what do you want from it? And then checking back in afterwards and saying, did this fill me up? And the other part is asking yourself, what can you learn, right? Like I go through my day and the more that I can be in this compassionate observer place, there's so much, it goes back to a show I did a long time ago where I would say that life is a classroom. There's so much that you can learn. It doesn't have to be in the books or in courses, but when we can open ourselves up to learning from life. And so again, those conversations and listening to different scenarios that my friends were going through and experiencing. And as we were thinking about it and reflecting and discussing and then coming home and watching, you know, Ted Lasso, which I love, love, love season three. It's amazing. As well as then watching the Warriors and the Kings. And what can I learn? Right? What can you experience? Asking yourself, what insights can you gain? And what connections can you have? Those are the things. I'm going to ask you those questions again. Do you have blocks of time that aren't scheduled? Do you have blocks of times that don't have an outcome? And if you don't, my invitation for you, it's an invitation, not an obligation, is to start carving out small blocks. It can be 15 minutes. It can be 30. It can be an hour, a half day takes a lot of courage to do a whole day. I've been working on this. It's been a work in progress. And then from that place, asking yourself, what can you learn? What can you experience? What insights can you gain? And what connections can you have? So my invitation is make time for you. You matter. You don't need to wait till that checklist is done because it's never going to be done. We have to create those moments, those blocks of time for ourselves. You are deserving of it. And I hope that you make time for you. I work with leaders, professionals, and entrepreneurs. And if you or someone you know would benefit from working with me to be the leader of their life, who wants to create wins, in their life, work, and relationship, go to howshereallydoesit.com and click on work with Corinne. We'll also have links in this podcast page. I'm smiling big for you. Hey there, before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you 
to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts and television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR and then I don't have to worry of, oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes and that will ensure you that you never miss a show and you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things, but you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. On a lake, she is dreaming. She is drifting, never been so wild.